Slow down. Are you a bottom? I don't know. Are you a bottom, Ian? I identify with bottomhood. But am I a bottom? I'm still trying to figure that out. I think we've moved into a time in gay history that in the bedroom, those terms maybe aren't so useful. Label in the streets, no label in the sheets. Yes. But I do, culturally, I think I'm a bottom. I think I like identifying with being a bottom or bottomhood, yeah. as I said it, because I think it affirms my, like, feminine features. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm, like, at the same time, like, preserving the binary positions, but at the same time, I think I gain a lot out of it by doing that. Yeah, but we're just a couple bottoms on top. Bottoms on top. Tongue pop, because I can't. All right, anyway, this is Ian. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, John here. <laughs> Welcome to Bottoms on Top, episode three. Thank you all for... Still listening. Yeah, we've been feeling the love. Um, a couple of people have reached out, asked to be guests. Um, I will say, Ian and I decided that if you ignore either of us on Grinder, you're not going to be a guest on the show, and you know who you are. But thanks for listening. Wow. <laughs> Ian and I went out for the first time together this past weekend. It was so much fun. It was was actually one of my favorite weekends. Yeah, I would say like second best weekend of my whole college experience. Wow, second. Did you hear that, everyone? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first was before I knew you. Oh, great. My cousin was visiting. Who's so nice, by the way. Yeah, Emily, if you're listening, got along so well. John has really great people in his life. I have to say, I'm a a little jealous. Thanks, Ian. Um, (laughs) We went to this dance party that is... The the whole shtick is that it's all Beyonce, Rihanna, and Nicki Minaj all night. Um, except for the one Madonna song they played, which was a welcome break, I guess. Yes. Um, but we had a great time. We it were dancing so together. It's so popular that we had to get there at 9.30. And when we got there at 9.30, it, it, this place opens up at 9. It was half-packed. Yeah. Like, it wasn't empty. And you were there last time? Or maybe... I was. And the last time, we thought we were too cool for school, so we didn't get there till like, 10.45. And that was a huge mistake because it was, like, 35 degrees, and we didn't have coats, and the line was, like, wrapped around the building, which we weren't expecting. And, of course, all the pen people that come are line cutters, which I can't stand. And a bunch of, like, groups of frat guys were coming to this... Beyonce, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj party. It was really bizarre. Um, and You know how frat boys are and black women. It's just no respect. Zero. Zero. So um, they thought they could just show up. Cut in line. And just cut in line. Yeah. Um, waltz right in. And this one group of Tep guys mm. cut right behind us. And I was like, how do I do the public a, a service right now? And it hit me. So I, I enacted the plan. I loosened up, did a couple vocal warm-ups. And then I just... I didn't look at them, but loud enough so I knew they would hear was like, oh my God, this line hasn't moved in 45 minutes. And then I hear something. In your Broadway voice, obviously. (laughs) I was projecting and I hear one of them behind me be like, oh man, did you hear that? Like, I guess it hasn't moved. And at that point, (laughs) at that point I turn around and I was like, yes, I've been sitting here in a standstill for nearly an hour. And they're, they're like, oh man, let's just leave. So they, they were there in line for like three minutes and then they Ubered immediately home. And that's the type of community service that I'm looking for when I think of community service. Like really, you really lift, like uplifted the crowd. Yeah. I was pretty proud of myself. 
I really liked going out because I haven't gone out with a crowd of like men, gay men, bef- like in a long while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually like I'm mostly friends with queer women, mm-hmm. so it's usually like I go out with queer women and queer and and few queer men, and the dynamic is always different when it's just pr- predominantly queer men. Plus my cousin. Plus your cousin, but like. She was having a lot of fun on her she own was. with the lights. So, um, and we did a lot of consensual platonic grinding. Yeah, which is like I think something we, we need to talk about because I've actually like, um, I think it happens in all like gay friendship. Almost like this conversation of like yeah. this this question of like can we grind platonically? Can we not? Are we just gonna dance together like in the same space? I remember I, there. I have a few friends that I like. Definitely, if we go out, we're like definitely like rubbing our tush together. That's my friend Cody and my roommate Zach. Um, and we like often form like grind chains. But I remember the summer after freshman year, my friend was throwing a like a little kickback in Harmel or maybe Harrison or maybe Roden. <laughs> I don't remember. I arrived very drunk, and I. Think I tried to grind on Jaren. Mm-hmm. Hello, he's not listening, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I've tried to do that a few times in freshman year, but that night there was a moment of like sobriety. I was like, he is not enjoying this. He's not reciprocating. He's definitely like uncomfortable. So since then, I have really have not tried to like grind on Jaren, and he doesn't grind on me. And I think he's very well respected. We never had a conversation from it, but like I could tell from his body yeah. language that like, he was not into it. And I think, like, I don't know. Well, I How did, do you feel about that kind of stuff, grinding? To keep with Jaren, um, I did have a conversation at one of the queer parties last semester where mm. I was just like, how would you feel about some platonic grinding right now? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay. And we kept dancing. I, was that the party? Was that Swalloween? Yeah. Did we grind? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Yes. That. Okay, we did. We did. Okay. I asked and you consented. Yeah. And I really, I also have never been, like, asked... So I, I actually like that because I think like when we go in, when my friends and I are going, like the beat drops and we're like, ladies, like let's get information. Like yeah. we go for it. So should we norm that? Asking, um, I think so to an extent. Ian moves his booty in like it's unexplainable. <laughs> no. If you haven't seen it, you could like charge admission. <laughs> oh my god! To see you dancing. I'm at, not a great dancer. At one point, we were grinding. I have rusty hips. And I was in front, and I was like, this is, why am I even, is he just making me do this so he can, like, reaffirm that he's better at it? No, not at all. This is not true. Ladies, if you're listening, I can. And ladies, in the most gender-neutral term, like, gender-neutral way, like, I'm not a great dancer. It's the vodka that gets me, That's I think. True. The gin, actually, not in Philly nightlife, there's been this, like, blurring of queer spaces and straight spaces. Like, when I go out to Woody's, especially, um, I think the straights get tired and go home, so not so much in Boyer, but in, in Woody's, I see a lot of, like, straight people that they're just, like, dead weight. Yeah. They don't do anything. Yeah. They smell, and they can't dance. No, no. And they're not there to buy me drinks, and Mm-mm. they're not my friends. Mm-mm. Um, and you know I, what I don't heard? like it. This is like belongs in the last episode. But I heard through the grapevine that someone, a student at this school, made a comment where they were like, oh, you know, I want to go to Woody's or something. They're straight. Did I already say that? Just to be clear, they're straight. 
And they're like, I want to go to Woody's so I can have the guys like hit on me or whatever. It's like, I I will give you, you're, you're a handsome man, but I would be caught dead in the street before I would ever try to hit on your straight ass. And the gays are not that stupid. We can read you. We can tell. Honestly. They're so dumb. Ugh. Straight men are detrimental to queer life. Like, I remember we had a, for the after affair, we had a straight DJ because um, we didn't want shit stolen. So we wanted a DJ to, like, watch his stuff. Right. And he didn't know who Azalea Banks was. He didn't know what Crazy in Love. Wait, like, tell this story. We, I can't even, you have to tell it because I'm so tired of it. <laughs> so Ian goes up to the DJ and he goes up and he goes, can you play Crazy in Love? And this guy looks Ian dead in the eyes and says, who's that by? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that song slayed and continues to slay. It was just like, almost like a twilight zone where like you wake up one day and like Beyonce never really happened. Like I feel like that song is so important because I think Beyonce showed us that you can wear jorts with heels. <laughs> and people forget so today we have Cody as our guest for consent or no yet again back by popular demand back by popular demand indeed indeed and then we're gonna have my good friend Jackson Burke on to talk about our experience um, with where Penn students are looking for sex where they're getting it and specifically our trip this week to a gay bathhouse which for those that don't know is essentially an establishment that exists to give gay men a safe place to be openly sexual. Yeah, so it's it is a bathhouse. It's kind of it's like a blur between a gym and a bathhouse. There are saunas, there are private rooms, but um, once you go in, you kind of like un- undress and wear whatever you like, um, and you walk around and you meet people and you engage in things. So, we're excited to have Jackson on. Yeah. All right, homos, are we ready? You know, I'm always ready. Tight, fresh, and ready. This is Cody. You know him. He's here. (laughs) Thank you for that beautiful intro. Welcome Um, back. So, we're here for another round of consent or no. So, I... I came up with a new list. Some might be controversial. Some might really not be. Um, We know how this game is played at this point. I know how this game is played now, thank God. Um, So should we just dive right in? Just jump into it. Okay, the first one is Nick Jonas and Joe Jonas. They're both queer baiters, but Nick to an extreme. Okay, so for anyone who didn't watch season one of Scream, Scream Queens, Queens, which I would assume <laughs> is the majority of the listeners, <laughs> he played a fake gay character, which yeah. was so annoying. He like pretended to be a gay character, and then it was like, twist, I'm not gay. I'm like, but I, feel I like want that. Gays love that. Gays love gay for pay. I feel like they love gay for pay when it's real, like when it when when you're committing. But Ryan Murphy pulled that 180. That we're getting too deep down the Scream Queens rabbit hole. Is this too much white gay? Yeah, (laughs) sorry. Scream Queens is garbage. Do not if you watch the first season, do not. Sorry, this is my own tirade. No, no, no. I mean, stop watching. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, like, do not go on to the second season because it only somehow gets worse. Like, it's amazing. Okay, consent or no, wine mom or vodka aunt? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) The real real one. Sophie's choice right here. I 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I um, should not. I should not use that phrase you ever, actually. Um, vodka ant. Okay. I just think the... I don't really get the whole wine mom obsession. Mm. Like, every if if it's in your Tinder bio, like, wine mom, swipe left. Honestly, <laughs> Super the, the unlike. trope of, like, gays identifying with wine mom, I don't... To me, that just says you do the least. And yeah. I'm like, are you enough? <laughs> and I think vodka on, like... Is almost too much. Too much, and I like that. Right. I, Okay, hearing that, like, I know I'm definitely a too so much you're person. A wine mom. <laughs> yeah. You all know I'm not as a wine you know, mom now. You all know I'm, like, too much as a person, but I will say I love, like, the, like, my goal aesthetic is to be, like, in a matching sweat tracksuit, like, at my child's soccer game, Pinot Grigio in Tumblr, like, like, that's the dream, I feel. That's so, you're so that boring. Is, so I know, <laughs> is that so sad? Like, you said that like it was something interesting. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> snatched, you're right. Yeah, you made it sound like it was improbable, and I feel like that's just, like, well within your future. <laughs> you're already at, like, <laughs> like some already like, that will be, soccer game. Like, you know that's gonna be me in ten years if someone trusts me with a child. Okay, Justin Trudeau and Barack Obama. Obama. Oh God! You know, Barack Obama is like number one in my heart. Yeah, but part of me is like I would only do it with the full knowledge of Michelle Obama. Like I would want her to sign off on it because I couldn't get in between the two of them. Uh, it w- it doesn't even have to be sex for me. I think coffee mm. or just like one picture. And I yeah. will say that Justin Trudeau like rose in like popular. I don't know light popular opinion in the vacuum left by Obama. Mm. Yeah. Wow. He's kind of... As he was exiting the stage, like, Justin was like, oh, look, now Canada's so much more progressive. Mm. And I think, like... Yeah. But have any of you... I just saw this yesterday. They're publicizing, like, a picture of, like, him standing at a podium and he's in this very specific pose. And you see, like, tush. Like, in... He's wearing pants, of course, but, like, through the pants. I'm saying he might have a bit of a bubble butt. Okay, but have you seen Obama at the beach? Like, he has body. Also, we're talking Obama post-presidency and Trudeau at the beginning. Exactly. And we're we're still choosing Obama. Yeah. A a couple points about Trudeau. He's fake. He's, like, (laughs) comes from, like, a major Canadian political dynasty. So, like... What bootstraps did yeah. he pull himself up by? And he also, like, all the memes of, like, oh, did Justin Trudeau just, like, super subtly diss Trump? <laughs> it's like, maybe now's not the time for super subtlety. I don't know. No, for real. Well, he, I saw he wanted that, that pipeline. He wanted that. Yeah, and he's, all, he's like, low-key into the pipelines. Yeah. Okay, but I just want to know, what has he done? <laughs> what has he done? Like, Obama passed, like, a healthcare reform that people have been trying since, like, Nixon. Yeah. And that failed. And Hillary, and, and like, the Clintons tried it. It failed. Well, so I just don't understand what legacy he stands on. No, real talk, I think his popularity is totally, like, him being like, I'm a feminist, and people being like, I think that's, oh I my think God. that's, that's white privilege to me. Because I think, like, uh, someone tweeting about, oh, women's right, blah, 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 blah. And then they suddenly, like, get more credit than people who do the actual work, you know? Yeah. yeah. He also, to be fair, is he's got some years left, so yeah. we'll see. Nothing that we he's have high hopes. total garbage, but I don't yeah. think you can make the comparison. No, no definitely, definitely. Wow. Good. Look at us. I, I like This is I NPR. Like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> who knew Consenter <laughs> No had so much to say about... Um, 
Thanks, Cody. Thanks, Cody. I thought you were going to ask me yet again. Oh, oh, right. Oh, we could. Thank goodness, we, we almost could. forgot. Because I've been thinking about this for a Let's long go. time. Let's go. Consent or no, John Holmes, Ian Jung. Okay, so I put a lot of thought into this, as I just said, and I knew you wouldn't handle my bullshit, wishy-washy consent to neither because I can't consent to both. No. And I thought really hard about it. Just remember? No. Our lives okay. are about to change. I, I am consenting affirmatively to Ian Jong. Hey! Because he doesn't have the resilience for me to consent to John Holmes <laughs> and not him. <gasps> That's wow. it, final word. Oh my God. You're welcome. Wow. But, like, very happily, Ian. <laughs> Remember that phrase. Happily, like, affirmative I, consent, but... You need to go. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much. We are here with someone who Ian would refer to as a high-level gay Indeed. <laughs> on this campus, Jackson Burke. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Ian, can you just explain like, why Jackson is so high-level? Um, in, in many, many ways, he is high-level. But uh, one example, so I was with just hanging out with my gay friends and there was this new dude on Grindr and I was mm. like who is this and how is he class of 2017 and I don't know his like face or name and I'm like as the former queen of gays I was like I I must know so I asked my friend who's sitting there Sean and he was like I don't know him and I was like oh, Sean you're so useless so I like, immediately sent a screenshot to Jackson and he within like a few minutes was like this person's name so he just knows. He just like knows, and I think knowledge is power. He mm. he doesn't realize it, but he runs the scene. He yes, he. Does. <laughs> well, that's quite the introduction. I hope I have good. Uh, I don't know. I hope I fortify that reputation. Also, he has amazing vocabulary. So if you need to Google things, that's fine. The you other were, day he said yeah. the word opine, and I was like, okay, opium. No, <laughs> like, I still literally. don't know what it means. We were at the beginning of the interview, and you were setting a high bar. So. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about where pen gays go for sex. Mm. Where are they trying to find it? Mm. Where are they Besides from like it? a twin size bed in Harnwell. Right. Yeah, where are they finding it? Where are they doing it? So I heard, in, and I didn't know this before, that before Potruck was called Potruck, there was a gym named Gimbal Gym. And in the locker room, in the men's locker room, there used to be like a hot sauna. Mm-hmm. And apparently things used to go down <laughs> to a point where, like, one alum to- went. So the recreation people were like instructed to like stop sex if you if they saw like people mm-hmm. like men having sex, like work study. Yeah, work studies to stop it. And I guess this one guy got interrupted, so he got really angry. So the alum went to like the director of recreation. It was like after eight p.m. the sauna and gimbal is a gay space. Interesting. Yeah. Our first safe space on campus. Wow. And I think I still see it. Like, I still see on days that I have grinder, guys were like, oh, like, hook up and shower at Patra mm-hmm. or things like that. Jackson, yeah, have I've... you ever been offered? Um, never formally been propositioned in the Patra locker room. Okay. Um, which is a bit disappointing. In person or on grinder or both? Um, I do not go on grinder um, in Potruck. Um, maybe for that reason. Um, you got to focus on the task at hand. I have to focus on, yeah, I don't want to get distracted. And there's already too many, like, you know, like. Distractions. Guy, guys in, you know, gym shorts, et cetera, to distract me at the gym. So 
That's what happens when you're high level gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone is there for his. Yeah, distraction just throw themselves. Oh, at you. it yeah. is a pretty democratic uh, distraction distribution, but I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> I think you touched but, on a good point, though. That now, I mean, it might still be going on in the locker room or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not initiated there as much no, these days. Was, and now there's not there's no sauna in the men's bathroom. There is right uh, mm. like outside of the of the the pool, the swimming pool. I think for a reason now. Yeah, because as someone told us, and it succinct wise where there are gay men gay men are having sex so just to so preface right now right here <laughs> in the Wexler studio that's why this is audio of the Kelly Ryder's house <laughs> I think the bathhouse is very much a like a part of gay history as well as like cruising in the bathrooms and things like that so to find out more find out in person we went this Wednesday to a gap to a gay bathhouse. Yeah. We did. To get in touch with... Because it's just... I feel like in my imagination, mm-hmm. it, like, was such a huge part of gay culture mm-hmm. in, like, the 70s and 80s. And I feel like people of our generation have pretty negative opinions of it. Or, like, looking back, they're like, oh, thank God that's in the past. But... I would say, I think our generation had... Or maybe not just our generation, but the pen... Um, gay population... Mm-hmm. And I say gay for a very specific reason. Think have have now come to like have this attitude of like the safer crowd and the non-safe crowd. Like they kind of hold this like binary ad- attitude. So I think like pen gays tend to think that pen gays are safer to hook up with, whereas like fil- just regular Philly residents are like I don't know are high at higher risk. Right. So I think they like draw lines between like what's a pen space and what's a non-pen space and non-pen space. And people who come from those spaces tend to be at higher risk. Yeah. So we went to the source. Yeah, so we went to the source. All three of us, Jackson, tagged along. Yeah. Jackson, what were your impressions of the bathhouse? Um, oh, before you went to impression, how were you feeling before going in? Before the... Um, <laughs> sober, unlike my co-hosts. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Um, uh, so a bit of an edge. Um, I was pretty nervous. I had... Uh, I, I think I knew um, of the gay bathhouse only in a very like amorphous like ethereal sense there wasn't any there wasn't any concrete understanding i had um of we're just laughing at your vocabulary yeah (laughs) (laughs) our view Um, our listenership is not people who use those words who are not signing for the sat but that's okay (laughs) anyway it just um didn't know what to expect um i should say and so went in with an open mind um, I'd say that the, um, what first threw me off was the system in which you had to page in, um, and it was a bit, I don't know, how did you, how did you feel about that? It was... Yeah, so you, like, ring a doorbell before they, like, before there's, they there's a double, double doors and you get through the one and then you ring a doorbell to get through the, the second. And I, in this day and age, my thought was just like, okay, good, like, this seems like a, we're not, there's not going to be a mass shooting here tonight. Yeah, they were very by the books. Yeah. They were. And um, they had a diverse set of offerings. Um, would you agree with that? Can you clarify what you mean by that? Oh. Yeah, uh, what like are Like the offering? other clientele, the um, services. Clientele, sure. Services is really where it got me, and, and I was impressed. I mean, you had... <laughs> <You> got... 
got got. <laughs> um, I mean, where do I begin? Um, the pen was P E N with a piggy. Um, with its, um, there was a uh, some handcuffs. There was a sling. Um, there was the door, the separate doors for bottoms and for tops. Um, the you thing had the about hot, that that yeah. confused me is I thought it was going to be a glory hole, and that's why there were separate doors. But then you walk in, and it was just one room. I think it's just an indication to who's there before you and, like, which side of the room you're on. And there were definitely other glory holes, like, within the maze, which was a just, I mean, that was straight out of a horror film. The maze was a literal haunted house. (laughs) It was so scary. (laughs) We were walking through, like, arm in arm. (laughs) Like, it's it's a maze. Like, it's... It is called it is that for a reason, yes. and it's, like, pitch black, and I was leading, and my arm was just, like, swiping through the darkness, and I was like, am I about to hit a body? Exactly. Like, it wasn't about you know, what you did. if they you did hit. a haunted, haunted house there, it was so good. Oh, yeah. Because there's, like, so many nooks and crap. Like, it's just, people yeah, it's can like creep out of everywhere. Three anywhere. levels, all these different types of rooms with different things. There was the stripper pole. Yes, and no one... That was great, because no one was there. We just got to go on the stripper and pole. And John can work a stripper pole. Oh, well. yeah. He can trap. That was my that was my first. Was it, that was the first game. Yeah. Oh, for Odyssey of Two. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Lucky us. Lucky us. Um, I would just like to clarify. Jackson was sober. Ian was a little tipsy because he had drinks with some friends earlier. Mm-hmm. I came right from a meeting, and I was like, I'm behind Ian, so I just slammed four tequila shots. Mm-hmm. And then if went anyone, on our way. If his friends are listening, this happened on a Wednesday night. If you had a meeting with John on a Wednesday night, <laughs> know that he had tequila in his backpack. I yeah yeah. <laughs> Just taking a pause here. I don't want to make this any messier than it already is. <laughs> but I was I was in a building and like I felt some wetness in my back and like something dripped down and I was like. Oh no! And I like put my finger on it and smelled it, and I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> um, yeah, all the people at my my meetings. Wednesday was like a little warm, but not that warm. And they were like, John, why are you wearing swim trunks? And I was like, Oh, just like <laughs> summer look. Which know? we thought we thought the swim trunks were a good idea because I at least was under the the assumption, as were you, Ian, because you kept talking about it, that there was going to be indeed like a bath. Like I had like this like very like. Roman, like, yes. you know, like... I have to say, like, when I thought of bathhouse, so, like, I'm Korean, and Korea, like, the Korean culture has a big, like, like sauna and, like, hot bath mm-hmm. culture. So, <clears throat> in my bougie little family, like, we go to, like, the Korean spa in my, like, county, and it's really nice. Like, there are multiple hot pools and cold, like, Ugh. cold pools, and then there's, like, multiple, like, large rooms of, like, sauna and, like, gym and, like, smoothie bar and everything, and, like... K-pop music videos are playing in the background. Ooh. Like it's very like. That's what this could have used with some sacred K-pop. Sacred mm. and like family friendly uh, space. I knew it won't be fa- family friendly, but I thought at least there'll be like at least one hot tub or jacuzzi. Right. Yeah. There wasn't. Yeah, bathhouse is a very like I was expecting a luxurious yes. experience at least, like to be pampered. Shower house maybe. Shower house. <laughs> there were some showers, so we got there. Put. 100% of our clothes in the locker room. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Got our it was towels interesting that we for rented me for $1. Because in the locker room, we were, like, so open about our bodies. Yeah. yeah. I thought, like, I like that. It was a nice bonding experience. It was a bonding experience. Because usually, like, in Pachak locker room, I'm always, like... Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, trying to, like, change as quickly as possible. And it took us a while just walking around, getting our bearings mm-hmm. with all the different floors and rooms. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so there's a moment of silence for whatever happened that night. Um, yeah. If you want the full story, email podcasts at the <laughs> <laughs> There are certain things that will, will not, be, not be brought up. No, not at all. Um, um, I'd say um, one of the best experiences for me in it um, was definitely our times in the um, wet in the dry sauna. I think oh, we had which yes were I, capacity. Max five, max five. <laughs> no, yes, like there was like room for four people to sit close and one to stand. It was like comfortable at three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when it was just the lonely three of us. at one, <laughs> but comfortable. I liked it. I, when I got there, I felt my pores opening up, mm-hmm. my skin smoothing out. Yeah, I felt myself dehydrating and <laughs> like nearing drunk. alcohol poisoning. <laughs> 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 so but there's water. Water. there's water. There's water. And mouthwash. And mouthwash and, and coffee. coffee for when you're studying later. And a dude in the window is staring at us. <laughs> Which who knows what he was doing. I, I think don't he was an know. employee. I don't Are know. Are you sure? He could know. have been propositioning because I'm not sure if that led to one of the private rooms. The private rooms were interesting. The private rooms were interesting. Yeah, there so were only like two people with private rooms. Um I think I okay. counted four. So, little story, if you pay extra, you can get a private room. And if you pay a little more extra, you can get a private room with a private swing. But the, the gag is, there are slings out in the open anyway. So, yeah. don't pay that extra $10. Don't pay if you're going. If that's what you're there for. And if you're there, you're there to be seen. So, be seen. It's it, was, good... it was the m- more sabs than anywhere I've been on Penn's campus. <laughs> <laughs> like... And full body sabs experience. If you're outside Frontera right now, get down to this gym <laughs> because you are doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. And it was, yeah, I would say the one thing that we had to immediately become comfortable with was our bodies being, being yeah, and an object of desire visually. Mm-hmm. We were also the youngest mm. segment of the crowd. Um, it was younger than I was expecting. Yeah. Mm. Like there was some 30-somethings, 30. 40-somethings. It was 30 to 60. Yeah, which I feel like I was expecting it to be skewed more towards 60. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would say we were the only Mm 20-somethings. So, Which it was on a Wednesday night. Right. It was on a Wednesday night. And apparently it's more packed on Friday night. I have to say, like, I think it was interesting because John (laughs) loves sex the most out of the three of us. And I think, like... John is more sex positive than the two of you, I think. I don't think it's sex positive. (laughs) I think I'm not gonna speak for Jackson. I'm definitely sex negative. I shame sex all the time. Like that's that's, that's like my like character, like a um, distinguishing feature about me. But I have to say that like we, I think, presented this like monolithic story of like gay men always being horny mm-hmm. and always being comfortable in this space. But I think I felt very uncomfortable, and I think like I I didn't I did I enjoyed I didn't even enjoy being looked at. To be honest, I felt very uncomfortable. I think it's a. I think that just speaks to people's different sexual preferences. I mean, yeah. you, it's it goes beyond just being in the bedroom because clearly people in the bedroom have different tastes. Yeah, I think going in, I joke that like I'll just like John will do whatever he wants to do. I'll be like the parent, and, and he'll know. be like, like the parent. Like Jackson will like do <laughs> what he does, which is probably just like keep walking around, keep, doing, like, keep doing his cardio, for a football game on the TV. Right. <laughs> like, why are they all gay porn? And I'll probably just be like jerking off in a corner by myself. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. We can tell you that much, folks. Um, I also, it. I don't know about you two, but I feel like being a young gay, maybe not aware of that boy in a locker room, mm-hmm. 
is a notable experience in my youth. Um, and so it was very interesting to be a fully realized gay in that setting. Mm. Like, I don't know. I felt like at the YMCA when I was little, like, I was very aware of, like, the naked old men, like, mm-hmm. walking around the locker room as I went to, like, minnow swim class. Um, and I, I don't know. There was something exciting about it. I feel like just the locker room played this role in my imagination. I didn't know why, but it was very exciting, I felt. I felt like it played with a lot of people's fantasies. There were, like, definite locker rooms, mm-hmm. sauna, like, a little bit of, like, leather culture, like, bondage. Yeah, I don't know. I think it um, I think it was a good experience um, for me personally because I feel as though even when I'm interacting in spaces off campus, um, you always are running into pen people. You're always seeing pen people even in these mm-hmm. queer spaces, and it's um, – and and you obviously you naturally converge towards those people because that's who who who's um, familiar to you, mm-hmm. um, and so I think this was like a a, a fascinating experience to me to, to be completely like sort of out of that bubble, mm-hmm. um, and I think to realize that I I don't know it's it, it it is a misperception among pen people that just because you're getting with a person at Penn that that is um, fundamentally safer than being with someone from outside of Penn, and I think. Like, from what I hear from, like, through the grapevines, I think Penn students engage in a lot of unsafe sex. Yeah. And because of that assumption. Right. And I think it also speaks to the consent piece. People are just like, oh, these are these are people we're familiar with. These are people we're safer with. Consent, the barrier is lower. Versus these people who are recognizing how important consent is mm-hmm. um, in the situation. So I think, and, and, and that I think proves how it is a misconception. Mm-hmm. Um, these are, these people are arguably, in my opinion, acting in a safer, more... Uh-huh. Um, respectful, um, consent-type manner. Whereas um, I've had an experience with a Penn student where it was almost like assumed that because we were both Penn students, we didn't have to be safe. Yeah. And I think, like, that just, like, it, this kind of attitude of, like, assuming safety or low risk discourages conversations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you try to initiate it and the other person comes from, like, I guess, like, assumes lower risk, like, it makes a conversation awkward. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that. Which is why I'm sex negative. Don't do it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, what's our nugget of wisdom to end with today? And that's just, it. Don't do sex it. Sex negativity. Don't do it. <laughs> I hope that's what you've all gathered from this episode. <laughs> no. Adopt it yourself. Don't enforce it on us. Okay. <laughs> I've practiced it in my life. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your... Busy, busy important gay schedule to be yeah. here. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was an honor to be on Bottoms on Top. Thank you for listening with myself, John Holmes, and my co-host Ian John. We want to thank our intern Diana, our wonderful producer Joyce, Andrew Ellis for providing our transition music. You can find him on SoundCloud as Dummy Fresh. We record in the Wexler recording studio in Kelly Ryder's house. And we want to thank, of course, the Daily Pennsylvanian for having us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or conspiracy theories, feel free to po- email podcasts at thedp.com. And we'll catch you all in two weeks. <laughs>